0: John Tavares joins the 1,000-point club in the loss to the Islanders. We'll recap the moment and the game as a whole and look ahead to tonight's matchup against the New York Rangers. All that more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.
1: Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co host Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, Dave, he did it. John Tavares did get the two points he needed on Long Island and got himself to 1,000 career points. Uh, I mean, it, it came in a very dramatic fashion with just six seconds to go in the game, but it, you know, got an assist on the game-tying goal. Uh, the bench ended up clearing, and uh, his dad had an amazing celebration up in the stands as well, and some booze, a little bit of cheers, but uh, a- an outstanding celebration uh, for John Tavares, massive milestone, thousand career points.
1: Yeah, it's it, it almost well, as soon as you we realized that he was gonna he had the chance to get to a thousand it was hard to not see it happen. Right. It's just one of those hockey God moments where it's like, it was like kind of already etched in stone before the game even happened. And yeah, like, you know, with that much time left, you think that it's not going to happen, but you couldn't have scripted it any better than how it happened.
0: Right. I mean, you look at it and there were six seconds left and absolute flurry from the net The thing is like, no one really knew if he had actually gotten a, an assist on that if, if he got a piece of it or, or what happened so it did take you know the bench a, a few minutes a few seconds to realize that that was the point did you real know that you have to get permission by the way to like empty your bench on a goal
1: yeah actually I did there was another situation like that I can't remember what milestone it was but I think it was Ovechkin actually when Ovechkin got to Got his 800th goal. That they needed to like permission for the bench to come out to celebrate with them. I do remember. Yeah,
0: that. yeah. So I remember last year. I care. Maybe it was maybe Marshawn when he got his thousandth point or something like that, and the bench is clear. And I'm thinking to myself, does this happen a lot? Does this happen often when guys hit this milestone? I remember asking like one of the insiders, and they're like, "Yeah, you actually have to seek permission." and get like ahead of time get permission from the league and from the officials saying hey if this happens can we leave the bench and celebrate and uh, obviously they got the permission ahead of time and it took a second for everyone to realize that Tavares was going to get an assist on that uh, on that game time goal um but you know it, it was it was such a great celebration for him you know, uh, the the smile like he knew right away he was getting an assist on that goal and uh, a wholesome moment watching his dad's reaction too. like what a perfect, perfect way for it to happen. Right on Long Island, where he spent the first nine years of his career and his dad in the building because it's the father's trip, like just everything kind of went perfectly for uh for this to happen well quad semi perfectly i guess two <laughs> points uh two points for Tavares and two points for the leafs would have been the perfect way for it to happen but still you know happened pretty good pretty good pretty good night
1: yeah i i blame steve dangle for that because he literally tweeted out Tavares is going to get a thousandth point and it's going to be the leafiest thing when they lose like, yeah that's
0: that's what I happened on
1: Steve I blame it all on Steve
0: yep yep and that's exactly what happened uh a 4 three loss in overtime Bo Horvat uh ended the game in Ot um why do we uh we'll take a quick break you know we'll, we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll get right into this game and we'll get our thoughts on it uh and we'll get go through the good the bad the ugly and then we'll tee up tonight's game because we got another one coming up pretty quick a back-to-back in new york so they got the rangers uh tonight in msg so we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll get into all that but first i want to tell everyone about one of today's show sponsors it's our good friends over at sleeper a new nhl season brings all sorts of possibilities Matthews could score 50 goals. The Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. The official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports. And especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick one of the studs like Tavares or McKinnon, or Crosby, or Matthews, Marner, whoever will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. To win 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Leaf fans. You can win 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code NHL. See sleepers' terms views for details and locational availability. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiSafano and Dave we for a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast. You can find us wherever you get your pods from. Also up on YouTube, we have new content coming out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. So uh, if you're new, you're just stumbling upon us, Uh, We appreciate you giving us a shot. If you enjoy the content, we do ask that you leave a like here on YouTube if you're watching and uh, subscribe as well so you know exactly when the new episodes are dropping each day. Uh, So we are reacting to the Maple Leafs 4-3 overtime loss. For a second there, uh, the vibes were high with John Tavares getting to 1,000 points. The whole team just ran out onto the ice uh, with six seconds left. But uh, less than five minutes later, uh, it was the Islanders emptying their bench when Beau Horvat ended things in overtime. Um, overall, what'd you make of the least performance in this one, Dave?
1: I mean, uh, when again when they were trailing, things were it was just like they weren't looking great, but they battled back. And you know, I, I didn't hate their effort. I didn't like how the goals were scored. Per se, um, you know, just Islanders were, were very simple about it. There wasn't anything like intricate that they did to like fool the Leafs. It was just hard work. Right. They kind of got outworked on pretty much all three. Well, minus the overtime goal, but the three goals in regulation. So but, but what I liked about what the Leafs did is they they didn't back down. They could have easily that could have been a 3-1 loss. Right. They could have yeah. just been like
0: could have packed it in
1: could have packed it in but they didn't right so and then with um with overtime like it it goes you know a play like that you're trying to go for a goal doesn't work and then you have the two on one like as soon as that happens that might uh you already know kind of that's gonna happen
0: yeah that's it's just the way she goes way she goes in overtime if you you don't bury on your chances you have in the offensive end. There's a good chance to come back the other way, unless you can get a you know big time stop. And uh, Leafs weren't unable uh, were unable to get that from Samsonov. What did you make of his night, though? I it's it's unfortunate because I thought he played um, decently well in Nashville. You know, he wasn't that busy, obviously, but he did have to make a couple of stops. Uh, I thought tonight he wasn't as sharp.
1: No, like the, the goals he allowed weren't in like high danger areas, right? They were kind of from you know from a long distance. I, I didn't like the third goal, like that's one where you're like you got we got to get a stop, right? Was that like, boring,
0: that was one that went blocker side, like right through him, right?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. And so like when you have the when you see the puck like it wasn't screened or anything, kind of just got beat. Those are the tough ones there right, they, you know, the Leafs had to work for all three of the goals that they scored, right? They had to get into the dirty areas to score those goals. The Islanders didn't have to. And that, that I think, was the tough part for Samsonov is that, he, I mean, yeah, he was definitely not as sharp as he was against the Preds. And, the, like, your team doesn't give up a whole lot in front of the net. A lot of those plays, as, as we noted, were coming from, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the average distance of the goals were, but didn't seem like they were of the high danger val uh, volume. 30,
0: 31 feet was the uh, the average distance of goals. So that's at five on five. Hold on, let me. Although I don't think they. Well, I
1: guess I think they're all at five on five.
0: Yeah, except the one on at uh, in overtime at three oh. and three. So yeah, 31, 31 feet from the net was where the average distance was. And and two of them were considered medium danger um, shots. So the two goals, yeah, medium danger. And then one was, uh, was considered a high danger goal um, as well. So yeah, like to, to, your point that they weren't really grade a chances that, you know, they were generating. Um, they were just kind of, you know, mid, goals that are being scored the one i think he was a little screened on it, it looked like uh they're in his way the one like the first goal too. the first or the second goal that went through marner's feet um it's it, it, like just some bad puck luck too you know a couple bad bounces like marner it, typically he's able to you know grab that puck and clear it right or or stop that puck from going right between his feet um but it kind of just bounces right through and they're able to get a goal there. But Yeah, definitely. You wanted to see a better performance out of Samsonov just because like this is his his net now, right? Like this is his net for the next little bit. I know technically it's a back to back tonight. Martin Jones is going to play, but it's not like Martin Jones is going to run away with it if he, you know, has a stellar performance tonight. I believe they'll still end up going back to Samsonov more times than not throughout the duration of Wolves injury. And you just kind of hoped that he could follow up that game against Nashville with another solid performance here tonight. And it was just kind of, you know, lackluster, left a lot to be desired uh, once again. Uh, it's someone who did follow up uh, a pretty solid performance against Nashville uh, against uh, with another good one tonight was Austin Matthews, who I thought was exceptional. 11 shots on goal tonight for Austin Matthews. He's putting everything on on that uh, scored a, a beautiful goal uh, on the power play as well. Just, you know, the the way that this guy can just, like, settle a puck and, and the, the quick release on his shot is just astounding, Dave. Just astounding.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was like that play was, like, just all over the place. Like, I was trying to track what Neilander was, like, kind of, like, doing his best to corral that puck and then gets it to Matthew. Like, that was such an awkward shooting angle too for Matthews, right? Like he didn't catch it cleanly. He just like he knew he just had to get it off quick. And that's what you got to do also against a goalie like Sorokin. He was really good in this game. Yeah. You you have to you have to you can't let him give him the opportunity to get into a position to make the save. Right. So I, I give the Leafs a lot of credit. They didn't they knew they had to work for the goals that they got. But yeah Austin Matthews like they were talking about in the intermission report about, you know, is he like is he the favorite to win the Rock of Richard? And they made a good point saying like he hasn't had the consistency of playing like he has over yeah. a good stretch, right? So we're starting to see that now though. Like you go back to the Boston game, you see what he did, you know, two goals against the Preds. Like this is this is Austin Matthews starting to heat up a little bit. And um, uh, yeah, I think uh it's this this is what we come to expect from him too. We shouldn't have been surprised that he had a, a performance like this, but because of the way the season has gone and how it's taken some time to get there, I I'm, I can see why people are still at awe at, uh, uh, sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh anything else that you uh pulled from this game that you want to discuss before we get to the good, the bad, the ugly?
1: I mean if somebody uh I think, like with John Tavares' goal that he scored, I think it just shows once again how how valuable he is as a guy that can just fight his way in out of like physical play and out, like just basically be the more physical player on the ice. And like they need to get they need to utilize John Tavares more in those situations, especially in front of the net. Like he's one of the better Leafs when it comes to scoring in that area. I feel like that's something that they don't they don't really make use of too much. So that's something I I like to see them do a little bit more of.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't just, they are not many point shot guys. You know, like, there's not a lot of dudes who will rip it from the point, you know? So it's, that's kind of why you don't see that happen all too much. There's a lot more, you know, pretty passing plays is, is how they like to set up a lot of their goals. It's not too many, uh, greasy tips in front of the net or, or rebounds in front of the net. Um, they like to play a little bit more of a pretty game often. But hey, you know, you, you look at Tavares's goal, you look at the game winner, and they can't all be pretty. Can't all be pretty. Uh, but they do all count, obviously. Uh, all right. What was good about tonight's game? Would you like for uh for the Maple Leafs?
1: I mean, there's they, they battle back, right? Like they've they've had they've struggled playing on Long Island. Like, this isn't a... like they they really haven't played like I remember the last time they played that wasn't that the game they allowed like seven goals. Yeah, they got dumped. They got dumped right. Yeah. So like I, I just like that they battled back. Um I, I also just like the fact that the Islanders like John Tavares continues to just draw that reaction from the Islanders fans.
0: Yeah. By the way, what did you think of the booze? Even when they announced that he had gotten to a thousand points, still got the boos. I was a little surprised. I I, I didn't think right. that we would hear the boos on the thousandth point. when he When he touched the puck, when he touched the ice, he was getting booed all night. Sure, but I thought for sure the thousandth point they would, you know, kind of set aside their differences for a second, give him the the good golf clap. Be like, all right solid thank you like a lot of those points came as a as a member of the the New York Islanders and they would give him his flowers but no there was a lot of booze even still I mean it, it it helped tie the game so maybe there was just a little bit of you know pissed off people for that but still it's it was a great accomplishment like they flashed it on the scoreboard they announced it and uh got mixed reaction to say the least.
1: It's not surprising just because, you know, this is how they've been with him, right, ever since he's come back. Yeah, but I
0: thought that they would at least, like, this is a different situation, you know? Like, it's a 1,000 points, and it's a celebration of a career in which he was, a majority of those points were scored in that, for that team, not in that building, this is a new building, but for that team. Like, that's kind of where I was a, a tiny bit surprised that the fans didn't really understand, like, the gravity of the moment, that they were a big part of that moment, and they just still decided to boo away anyway.
1: Yeah, I, they, they just, it's a little tough to explain because we obviously don't know, we, we're not there to really know how the Islanders fans have really taken over this. Like, we th- I think of, like, they it's not like the Islanders have gone into, like, a position where they're a brutal team right because because John Tavares left like they've they've been in the mix ever since he left they really don't have a reason to be upset about how the team like where the position the team's in I can just be I can be I can understand why they're upset because of you know him leaving and things like that at some point they're gonna have to get over it maybe they'll never get over it I don't know but um like, I, I, I just wasn't surprised that they didn't acknowledge it in the way that you know, maybe others would. I'll give you, I'll give this credit like, the Islanders players and the bench doing it like that was classy. Yeah. So, I guess there's like <laughs> at least some someone on the within the Islanders in that building wearing an Islanders jersey was acknowledging at least the significance of the moment. But yeah, no, I wasn't surprised that they were, uh. That they wouldn't even consider acknowledging it. At least the Islanders did, and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the you know, yeah, I guess classy for the organization. And I mean, there was a lot of players still on that team who he played with, right? Yeah. Like there's still some veterans who uh, who stuck around in the island for the last few years that are still on that squad that definitely were part of the thousand points. Um, so yeah, it was nice to see them. Giving their stick taps to to Tavares. Uh that was that was my good, by the way. Just the whole situation with John Tavares. Scoring the thousandth goal, the celebration, the stick taps from the Islanders, the his father's reaction up in the press box, all of it was uh was really awesome. Um, the bench coming out. Uh yeah. So that was all uh my good. What was your bad, Dave? What was bad about tonight?
1: Um, bad for me was I guess like Samsung didn't have his best game like the goals he allowed weren't overly difficult right Um, like again they were kind of just as we said they weren't you know right in front of the net or anything like that he had a chance to make the stops and he didn't so I guess like in, in, in a way that everything but the overtime goal I didn't like any of the three goals that were scored on him per se
0: Yeah, I had the exact same thing. I I didn't think that they were particularly good. Um, You know, there's a couple that kind of went right through them, like that third goal that was blocker side. And this has been, you know, blocker side. I remember last time when he was out there playing, um, or not last time, the time before when he was playing, and he gave up, I think it was a three or four goals that night. And all of them were like blocker side. And it was like, okay, this is starting to to become a trend. And again, tonight, you know, you saw a couple of times uh, that was the case for Samsonov. So, yeah, that's something that I want to keep an eye on. And I'm hoping that he can can change that going forward. Because if that becomes the book on Samsonov, uh, that he struggles maybe to make some, you know, blocker saves... It's it's never good when uh, when fans can pick up a, a book on a, a goaltender. You mm-hmm. damn well know that the players on the ice have that same book, and they've had it for a lot longer than we have. Um, so yeah, that that was that was a, a similar for me. Uh, the ugly, really quickly.
1: Uh, the overtime goal. I didn't. I don't care. Like you know, the goal through all that just to lose an overtime like that. I, that was that was brutal for me.
0: What was brutal about <laughs>
1: I mean, like, you go through all that and then just to lose in overtime like that. I just.
0: It, oh, so, like, emotionally. Yeah.
1: Just like oh, you, okay. it was the emotional letdown of you go through all that to get yourself back into the game and get a chance for two points. Only for it. It, it wasn't like it, it wasn't like they battled all over time. Like, it was not it did not take very long. So, like, the adrenaline. Wearing off a little, bit I thought they could have. That was a moment there where they could have really rallied behind the goal and and just find a way to 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 finish it all off.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I accept that answer. I right. think that's uh, that's a good answer. Like, uh, you know, like I those guess.
1: things happen in overtime. Like those types of goals happen. I get that. It's just the way it happened.
0: Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. It was more of the emotional aspect than yeah. like the goal itself or the play itself. Oh, it was
1: a nice goal. Like that was a beautiful play. Like, oh, it, was a, it was
0: a great shot. You on that? Yeah, absolutely was. Um, for me, like it, it, it. Well, it was the reaction I, I had written down that the reaction to Tavares' thousandth point, the okay. fact that they that he got booed. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, so I'm not gonna go deeper into it. But you know, I just wish they respected it a little more. Like it's a big yeah. moment for him, uh, and I know I think he would have. He would have. Like, I know he was probably expecting some mixed reaction, like he got, but I think he would have preferred, obviously, that the team that he had, you know, worked his ass off for nine years, the first, you know, nine years of his career, um, would have acknowledged it a little, a little more, you know, like would have been a little bit more receptive to the moment and, and understood the gravity of it. Like, He's now what the was it the ninety eighth person in in NHL history to reach a thousand points. Like it's hard to do, man. That's an impressive feat, and to get booed, um, when they announce it and flash it on the jumbotron, kind of stinks. Like in a way, I get it because technically it happened on like the game time goal. It forced the game into overtime, and then you're probably on edge as a fan, not knowing. Okay, or do we just piss away a point? because of this, like, so I suppose I understand from that perspective, but like at some point, you know, Dave, you said it, you got to move on, got to move on. Hey, we did it up here in Toronto, Vince Carter, right? Like Vince Carter, we moved on and I think mm-hmm. this guy now will be welcomed into the team. And if they want to retire his number, I think that most fans will be on board with that. Uh, Whether or not that happens for Tavares, I don't know. Uh, They're clearly not there yet, but at some point they got to move on and just let this guy play hockey and stop booing him every time he touches the puck. Like, come on now. It's just something, something else. Uh, But anyways, fans, they can do whatever they want. I suppose they pay the money to go to the games. I just, I I do wish that they, um, you know, gave him a little bit more respect. Uh, I think he deserved that, but
1: yeah, I, I don't think he, like, I, he was a free agent, right? It's not like he asked to leave. Uh, I can understand maybe they were led on to believe he was going to be coming back. But, no, I, I think the way that they've handled this is, I wouldn't say it's looked childish, but in a way it's kind of looked childish. like
0: At this point it is. Like, your first, you know, couple of games he's there, sure, whatever, throw snakes, boom, throw your jersey around, burn I it
1: thing way more than anything they've ever done
0: (laughs) well sure but whatever like it's the first few games okay get your anger out but like this guy's contract is done next year like it'll be seven years next year like get over it build a bridge and get over it new york fans come on now it's ridiculous but to this day they're still upset about it happening like Especially since the Islanders have had way more success than the Leafs had since Tavares left. At least they've gone to a conference final. The Maple Leafs have won one singular round since that has happened. I right? think the Islanders have won like four or five. Like, let's get over it. Come on now.
1: You know what? And, if if they can't figure out a way to so if they if this what I will say is that they allow this continue to make them miserable. Have at it, guys. Like. If you want to be miserable about it, go right ahead uh, because it's a little it's petty. I would say if you're a current Islanders player, you've done so much to make this team maybe forget about that. And the team and and the fans just continue to let that be an issue for them. I would be like, well, we've done so much like we've made sure that this isn't something you think about.
0: Could you imagine if Lou Lamorello got on the mic and was just like,
1: oh, pull the pull the pop. Pull the pop,
0: pull, yeah. Pull the pop, and just said, you know, hey, we need to respect this guy. Blah blah blah. Like, that can we bad. stop booing? Like, I think mean, it'd be hilarious if uh, if that would have happened, but it didn't. Um, but least can turn this chapter, and they have to turn it around pretty quickly because uh, tonight they got the New York Rangers on night two of a back to back. it's gonna be a difficult matchup. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And we'll get into it. Uh, But before we get into all that, let me tell you all about what it's a show sponsors. And it's our good pals at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Welcome back into the Locked On Leaves podcast. It's Mike Tisefano and Dave Morissuti. We are turning the page to the other New York team as Toronto uh, wraps up a quick New York road trip, uh, suffering a 4-3 loss in overtime to the Islanders. Tonight, they've got the even more difficult task in playing the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Dave?
1: A very tough matchup. Like, this is one where back to back, you're going up against a Rangers team that's now considered a top team in the Eastern Conference. Not Um, considered.
0: Statistically, they are the top team.
1: Statistically, they're like, there's only only one other team that's got more points than the Bruins. And that's, well, actually, they're tied in points. They're tied, But,
0: but they're ahead of them.
1: Yeah, like the Rangers are. A lot's going right for them this year. Let's let's put it this way: like they're, you know, Jonathan Quick has looked really good. Um, their blue line has been like one of the tops in this in this league. They went like ten games without Adam Fox, and we're like, wow, well, we're gonna go seven three, like seven two one or something like that. No big deal. So I like this is this is a tough game for the Leafs. I, but this is a game if you're the Leafs, you want to show that you're you know you want to be among the contenders in this in the east this is a team you gotta beat right no yeah. excuses I have, you know teams play on back to back so the Leafs have had you know a lot of time off let's say they haven't played a lot of games so back to back shouldn't really be too much of a concern.
0: Well it's the, tough. So they haven't played a lot of they it's weird because because they hadn't played a lot of games prior like the few weeks prior mm-hmm. They've had a lot of games kind of thrown at them right here. Like this will be their fifth game in seven nights. Like that's that's a lot of games here uh, oh. to play if you're if you're the Maple Leafs, right? So or uh, fourth game in six nights. Sorry, um, yeah, that's a lot of games to play and in, in not a lot of time. But you look at like the Islanders, the Predators. Um, then they played uh, Ottawa on Thursday, and then now they got the New York Rangers here on Tuesday. So that's four games in the last six nights. That is a lot of hockey. Right, Like for a short time period, that is quite a bit of hockey. You've got Martin Jones starting in goal for the Maple Leafs in front of what could be a tired squad. Uh, there's a lot that's going against Toronto in this game. And, and you know, New York, they had the night off last night. They got to watch that, you know, game against the Islanders if they wanted to, uh, you know, a quick study on the opponent or a live tape study while watching the game, perhaps. <clears throat> So, you know the Rangers. Uh, it, it, it's 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 going to be a difficult task for the uh, the Maple Leafs. And look, New York. They're just let's be honest. They're the better team of the two. Uh, they're playing better, and on paper, they also match up uh, a little bit better. So, it's it's going to be a, a tall task for the Maple Leafs to try and squeeze out uh, you know two points here in in New York. I will say this though. Igor Shesterkin has not been Igor Sesturkin this year. Uh, he's got a 283 goals against and a 908 save percentage. Um, now, I know his numbers against Toronto have been stellar throughout his career, but he's coming off a couple of poor performances um, where he's been a sub 900 goaltender. So, you know, maybe he's coming back into this game. His confidence could be a little shook. If I'm Toronto, I'm probably going to try and 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 shoot shoot on him as often as I can early on. And uh, hopefully, you know, he doesn't get into a groove because when this guy gets into a groove, man, he's he's near impossible to beat. So if I'm the Maple Leafs, I try to get a quick one on him to try and maybe throw him off a little bit. And that might be their best chance to uh, to to pick up points in this game.
1: Well, and, and a couple of things here is like the Rangers have won three of the last four against the Leafs at home. They're really good at home. Like, they think they have the best uh, winning they're percentage at home. They're nine and two at home. Uh, top pers- uh, top points percentage in the league at home. So, like, that's what makes this a tough task for the Leafs. Let's also not forget the, the former Leaf connections here. If you're looking to throw any money down on, I would say to get a goal, but at least to register a point, you got Eric Gustafson, who. Oh, yeah.
0: He's actually having a good year.
1: Having a good year, uh, Jimmy VC,
0: fraction of the price of uh, what John Klingberg call, cost, but anyways,
1: yep, yep, uh, you got Jimmy VC, who totally forgot that he was back on the Rangers at one point, um, but I I do think that this is a game where you know you're gonna see why the Rangers are you know are among the tops in the league, right, like. They're just so deep. There's not really a again. You mentioned it. Like there's, yeah. Shusterkin hasn't played at you know at his best, but because of how the rest of the team's been playing, especially Jonathan Quick, it hasn't really mattered that much for them. And that's no. and that's a team you have to really uh, you have to really be careful of. No, absolutely. Like this especially is especially Alexi Lafreniere. Uh he's, he's... pretty good. He's, he's
0: starting to figure some things out, Lafreniere. The thing is, he's starting to, uh, the coach is starting to play him, right? Like, that's kind of been a big thing. Like, last year and, you know, the years prior, he just he wasn't getting any playing time. The guy was averaging like 12, 13 minutes a night. Now he's getting, you know, 14, 15, 16 minutes, uh, upwards of like 18 minutes a night playing alongside, uh, you know, Panarin. Yeah, he's going to pick up points if he's put in those positions to succeed. Both the guys at the top of that draft, actually, him and Quinn Byfield, really starting to uh, to blossom into players uh, this season. Finally, which which I think is good for hockey. You never want to hear uh, see you know stars, top picks, you know, flame out. The B word is uh, is was pretty close to being used on Laffy. I think he's starting to reverse that thought process now. Hopefully he doesn't score tonight. I'll say that. Uh, I, I wouldn't want him scoring against the Maple Leafs. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll see what ends up happening uh, in this game. But for the Rangers, like, they've just been, like, they, they're honestly just a terrific hockey club. Like, their power plays second in the league, operating at 30%. Their penalty kill is eighth in the league at 84%. The number one team, uh number one face-off team in the league at 55%, and then uh, you know, a, a goal differential of uh sorry, I don't have the goal differential up here, but they've scored 3.27 goals per game. They've allowed 2.69 goals per game. So quick maths, whatever the difference of that is, I, I don't feel like doing it. Uh like 53, I think is 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 the answer if I'm doing quick maths correctly 0. 0.53, uh, gold differential per game. Um, so yeah, Toronto's going to have their, their hands full and look, the the faceoff thing is going to be key because that's been a trend when the Leafs, you know, win face-offs, they usually have a pretty good night, right? They establish possession that way. And, and they're allowed to do the things that, that makes them tick and, and makes them successful. Yeah. Whereas tonight against the team, that's number one, in the league, 55% success rate in the faceoff dot. I will be curious to see how much that will play a role in tonight's game.
1: I do too. Yeah, probably.
0: All right. Solid, solid analysis. Solid Thank analysis.
1: You. Uh sweet, sweet and sweet. <laughs> all uh, right. MSG's all, I, I wish I I will say this is a bucket list thing of mine to, always, to go watch a leaf game at MSG.
0: Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be sick. Uh any other final comments before we wrap things up?
1: Um, I'm curious to see how Martin Jones plays tonight. Like we haven't, I know he hasn't been good in the AHL based on the numbers, but I'm curious to see, yeah, I'm curious to see how he plays, you know, now that, you know, he is like, we know that they're going to have to rely on him, not just for one game, but probably a few games down the stretch here.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, he's a guy who's been a starter in the league, so it's not like he's just some random guy who they're calling up. Like this isn't Jack Greaves. You know, who has to randomly come up and play? This says, an Eric Schalgren who has to randomly come up and play. This is a bona fide NHL veteran who, to your point, was a start in the league as, as early as last year in Seattle, right? Like, started a lot of games for that team. So, um, I, I think that, uh, I think he'll be okay. I'm not all too worried. You know, there's a difference between the NHL and the AHL. Um, Your numbers can be very poor because, well, the defensive play in front of you isn't great in the American league. That said, you know, the defensive play for Toronto has been spotty as well uh, at times, but, um, you know, good luck to him. It's going to be tough again. Like this is a a quality Ranger squad. Uh, They generate a lot of chances and they, they can bury with the best of them. So uh, good luck to, uh, to Marty Jones. Good luck to the Maple Leafs Uh, should be, uh, it should be a decent game though. I'm still looking forward to it. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Canuck, follow Dave at D underscore Morrisudi, and follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Uh, go ahead leave a like and a comment down below. If you're watching here on YouTube, that'd be greatly appreciated. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Blue Shirts. But until that, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.